Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Teacher Cast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making Teacher Cast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach Podcast, episode number 114. Today, we're talking to our friends at Lego Education all about some great solutions that they have for your hybrid classroom. And we've got a great educator and a member of the Lego Education team to talk to all about some of the great things that you guys can be doing using Lego product in your classroom and in your school district. Before we get into our interview today, I want to talk to you guys about some of the great things that are happening in our Tech Coach Network. Don't forget we offer our Tech Coaches Network to anybody out there who is an instructional technology coach looking to get a jump on some of the great things that are happening this year. You can head on over to teachercast.net slash TC and form. Fill out our free form. We would love to have you guys check that out. And of course, don't forget to find us each and every day over on social media at Ask the Tech Coach and over at AskTheTechCoach.com. We would love to have you guys be a part of the Teacher Cast Educational Network and the Tech Coaches Program. Our guest today is Dr. Jenny Nash. She serves as the head of education impact team for Lego Education in the U.S., where she provides direction and leadership in delivering meaningful educational ed- opportunities for students. Dr. Jenny Nash, how are you today? Welcome to the program. I'm really great. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited about our conversation. Oh my gosh. I am so excited to have you guys on. I'm so excited for you to be here. Talk to us a little bit about what you're doing these days. How is things at Lego Education? Things are really exciting right now. I mean, the world that we're in, everything that's happening in education and, you know, just thinking about all the ways that we can make sure students are still being very playful in their learning and getting those great hands-on experiences. So we've been pretty busy rethinking and reimagining how we can make sure this still happens no matter where learning is right now with our curriculum, with our professional development and all the resources that really drive that impact for great student outcomes. You know, it is those hybrid lessons. It is that hands-on, playful stuff. You know, we talk to tech coaches all the time. I got to say, I am worried about this. Now, I know not only are you a a member of the Lego education team, you are also an educator as well. I know you taught at the middle school level. Why is it important, even now, for students to have hands-on abilities and hands-on lessons um, using great products like Lego? But why is it important for us to continue these types of lessons? Well, I think, Jeff, if we think about, you know, Lego education, we've been around for 40 years providing great STEAM solutions that are designed to increase student engagement and build confidence in our learners. And that needs to happen today more than ever. We need those students to have confidence building experiences that they can only get when they're getting to be hands on and minds on. And so how do we keep that engagement going, whether they're at home, whether they're in school, at a distance, whether they're, you know, mixing up and doing a little bit of both. And so we've just really been thoughtful about how can we commit to getting educators ready, parents, 
ready because parents are now so involved with what's happening and, and provide them guidance, um, best practices, videos, inspiration, just ways to get those students really still being able to be hands-on with, with whatever resources they have, Lego education and other great resources that are at their hands as well. And so I think that we just stop and, and say, how do we get kids offline a little bit? There's so much online learning that's happening and it's important and it's a great way to, to reach our kids and keep them communicating and, and experiencing and learning and, and seeing great ideas, but how do we get them offline a little bit and working with their hands and thinking with their hands? So much thinking can happen with our hands. And so we've launched a new hybrid section of our website where you can find a lot of great resources, both for teachers and parents, and really choose your pathway to think about, you know, how is it that my students are experiencing learning right now? Is it is it online? Is it uh, in person but at a distance? How does collaboration still look when that happens? And so really providing all of those great resources, like I said, the videos, the guides, uh, just inspirational resources to think about making sure that learning still happens in a hands-on way. You know, I'm glad that you bring that up because a lot of people, when they think of Lego, they think of the brick. But when we think of Lego education, it is so much more. I mean, each one of the sets comes with curriculum. There's so many different resources, both physically and virtually out there. When we're looking at Lego education and, and STEM education and, and any kind of group work from a tech coach's point of view, what advice do you have for us? I mean, we're trying to work with teachers who, let's be honest, might get a phone call at nine o'clock tonight saying, hey, you're not coming to school for the next two weeks. How, how can we help our teachers prepare for the literal unknown about education? You know, I love that you point out the, the power of the brick, because when we think of Lego, we think of the Lego brick, of course. And I think the, the thing that stands behind that brick that we all know so well is the creativity. Students can take those bricks and turn them into anything that they can imagine. And so how do we keep that creativity alive? When we take our students online and, and we get that call and now suddenly we are remote and we're learning through an online platform, how do we make sure it's not just a passive learning experience for our students? How do we make sure that they're not just taking the information in, but we're still giving them a way to think and communicate and collaborate, give them a way to be creative with whatever materials that they do have at hand. I think that's what's so important that we have to challenge ourselves as educators to do is think about that way to create. It could be coding, it could be hands-on, it can be through just a great discussion and, and drawing and experiencing different things together and seeing where it takes us. But we have to give that opportunity to students to continue to be active learners and not passive learners. One of the ways that Lego does that is through a product called Spike Prime. Why don't you describe a little bit about what Spike Prime is and how it's being used in classrooms today? Spike Prime is really exciting. It's one of our newest learning tools. It's a STEAM learning experience where students are using the Lego brick that they're familiar with combined with coding and, and different hardware pieces that are motors and sensors where they're able to build a movable model or robot. And when they do that, they're really able to bring ideas to life in a new way because they can create that movement. They can consider the way it comes together and the way that they program it to move and interact. And so now they're able to really think about an idea and create it in a, in a new way through Spike Prime. And whenever we've created lessons for Spike Prime, we've really thought about that middle school student and how they are learning the concepts they're learning in computer science, in math, in science, all kind of those STEAM different learning environments that they have. 
And so we really thought about how do we help students create prototypes, bring those ideas to life, and then test them and take them to the next level. Because we want our students to not always be satisfied with one idea, but to see where else they can take that idea. And maybe they fail a little bit along the way. That's the best part because they're trying, they're learning, and then they're creating something even better from what they've learned. And as a tech coach, what are some of the things that we can do to not only bring this stuff into our classrooms, but you know, really help our teachers? Not every teacher understands what to do with these types of lessons. What kind of resources are available from LEGO that's gonna help us you know, bring that professional development into our classrooms? Yeah, I think there's a lot of really great resources uh, available that we were talking about before, thinking about hybrid learning or remote learning. How do I do this in that different setting? But on top of that, there's just understanding how to use the materials themselves. And so we have a lot of really great resources that are just kind of getting started. Videos, support, walking you through how to utilize the materials on our website. And then professional development. We, we believe very deeply that teachers need good, strong professional development because whatever outcomes we want for our students, however we want the students to succeed, we first need the teachers to succeed that way as well. We want them to feel very confident in delivering that STEAM hands-on learning. So through our professional development, we have the ability for teachers to actually engage in the experience with the materials first and then think about and take it into how am I going to bring this to life in my classroom? Where does it fit into my curriculum and how am I going to teach with it? And then we also have really exciting our new Lego education community. And so this is a community where peers can connect and teachers can really share resources, you know, have a great dialogue around best practices, what's working, what's not, uh, and just learn from each other. So that's another really great place that I would encourage everyone to check out and, and become a part of that community because that's where you can hear what's working for every other educator. You know, that community is certainly important. I was uh, a couple of years ago honored to be one of the first teachers in the Master Lego Master Educator program. Certainly something that I take advantage of when I'm working with my district and my teachers this year. Dr. Nash, let me ask you a quick question here. When we're looking at putting Lego in front of our kids, a lot of times people ask the question, what do I need to do this? Do I, do I buy kits? Do I buy bricks? Do I buy, uh, you know, uh, one kit per person, one kit for every five persons? How does somebody budget to bring Lego into their classrooms? You know, I think the way that we've designed it really helps because we've thought about the importance of collaboration in having our students working together, dialogue around what they're creating. And so what we've done is designed so that each set is really for two students to work together so that they have that really great collaboration. And so you want to be able to get enough sets to allow for students to work together but we all know it becomes overwhelming when you have too many students together. So we always suggest two students working together. And then in that set, you have the curriculum behind it. You have the software behind it. Everything that you're gonna need to have learning day after day after day in your classroom happening because it's not meant to build just one item. It's really allowing for students to build multiple different robots from the same set. Now there's building instructions for several to scaffold up, but eventually it's very open-ended and students can build anything that they can create, any solution they can come up with to a problem we present them. And that's when it really gets very powerful. And so we've been very thoughtful about how to scaffold that learning and make sure every set has that potential to prepare students in the ground level and then let them kind of bloom up into anything that they can imagine. 
One of the websites that I want to let you guys know about is certainly going to be in our in our show notes is going to going to yeah it's going to be education.lego.com. Now you guys recently came out with some new science kits. Um, talk to us a little bit about the Spike Prime training trackers. You know, this one I'm really excited about. So as you mentioned, I was previously a science middle school teacher myself. And so this was a, a unit designed specifically for those science middle school classrooms. It's called Training Trackers. And it was built around teaching core science and math concepts. There's seven really engaging lessons, all based on national teaching standards. Um, but really, it's about the way that the tool immerses students in the physical science and data that's happening around movement. So we're digging in and getting kids really moving. Uh, think about building a yoga ring or your own smart tracker. We all have our devices that we use to track our movements, but they're building their own and creating it and really understanding how that works. They're programming it to capture their data. There's a graph that actually captures the data live as they're moving. And so it's very exciting to kind of see students interacting with this uh, these lessons and, and the way that these robots come to life. So the new unit also has several new coding blocks that allow for us to collect that data and really visualize it in a great way. We're talking about kinetic energy, speed, potential energy. It's all around that theme of movement. So it's really exciting. Plus you get kids up and moving. So they're stretching, they're walking, they're doing jump squats um, while they're collecting all this data, which is really cool to think about happening in a science classroom. And it goes back again to what we were just saying about you know the importance of getting kids moving right now, those sensory breaks that they really need. So it's really great for students, not only to be immersed in that math or science concept, but also just that sensory break and that need for movement that can happen. And when we designed these lessons, something we did that was very different is we actually indicated for teachers where hybrid learning can happen very easily. What, what can be done at home? What might you want to do in school? How do you take it completely online? We've tried to put all of those hints in the lesson for teachers. Now, one of the things that I know anybody who's listening to this is going to ask is how? How do you put all this together when you do have those hybrid classrooms? What's the first thing that a teacher should do when, when looking at a kit like this, looking at a classroom kit like this? Obviously, there's con you know constraints of the size of the room, number of kids. You've got people coming in and out all day. I know with these training trackers, it says that they're you know 45-minute lessons or so, which is fantastic. How would you suggest a teacher start to look at this and really unpack the concepts in their head when planning to do a lesson like this? You know, I always say, just, just try. Pick one that you're excited about. Pick one that you think your students would be excited about. Assume it's not going to go right the first time because we, we all know that's true as educators. Um, but just try it. Bring it in the classroom and see what happens. Like I was saying before, we have those great getting started experiences and they're truly designed just for that, just to give you an easy start to what you're doing, both for the teacher getting the materials ready for that first class and the students in that first class. So rather than trying to build the, the biggest, coolest model the first time, pick something that's easy, like the getting started, that's small and quick and is really about getting kids in that set because when they open that set, they're gonna be excited. They're gonna want a little time to look around. And then you take them right into that getting started. They get success immediately so that they feel confident. The teacher feels confident because that first lesson goes well and it's a win-win for everyone. So I think really just getting in that getting started is my suggestion for a great way to be confident that you can do this. 
Talk to us a little bit about some of the feedback from all these different programs. I know we're, we're right now in month seven, month eight of this whole hybrid learning thing. What are you hearing from teachers, students, and most importantly, what are you hearing from parents about all this? You know, one of my favorite things about this job is getting to hear those stories because we get to hear so many from so many places uh, across the U.S. and really across the world. It's those incredible stories right now about students that are taking the materials home. Teachers are actually sending those sets home with students. And so teachers and parents alike are both commenting on the fact that when students are frustrated, they're able to stop and have that break and get those materials out. When, when they're struggling maybe with a concept, they've learned that what those materials provide them is a way to model ideas. And so even if it's not the lesson that they're doing right now, they're able to take those materials out and create that model that helps them think and connect an idea that they might otherwise be struggling with. So hearing the way that educators are keeping their students hands-on in their learning is really phenomenal. Uh, and even in some cases, they're not sending the materials home and still finding success because what they're able to do is use the video conferencing time to really work together. So the teacher may have a model and be talking with students in small groups and having students provide coding ideas or answering those questions about how to change what's happening. They're still very much interacting and witnessing and seeing what's happening with the robot, even though they physically may not be holding it. And so there's so many great ways to kind of keep the students engaged with those ideas and excited about them, even if they don't have the materials in their hands. So, you know, again, it's, it's really neat to see how people are trying to keep that alive, both online and offline, to make sure that students get that great uh, collaboration and, and are able to share those ideas. And I think the other really cool thing that we see is the teachers are again going on that community and they're sharing those ideas and, and kind of prompting each other to think about new ways to make sure that hands-on learning is happening, no matter what the situation is. You know, every time you mention hands-on learning, I think about my triplets here and the fact that when they have those Lego bricks in their hands, they really don't have any boundaries. They can build anything that they want to. And it really does provide these amazing little six-year-olds with that confidence to say, I can build, I want to build, I'm, I'm able to build. There isn't anything that I can't do with this product here. Talk to us a little bit about some of these stories here. You guys um, just recently... Uh, launched, I believe it's called Rebuild the World. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah, we're very excited to be a part of the Rebuild, Rebuild the World campaign, actually for its second year. So this year we were able, as LEGO Education, to share an inspiring message for educators and students. You know, the whole campaign is all about meaningful failure. Uh, and, and it's so important to think about meaningful failure because we learn from it. And so we really believe that it's essential in teaching skills for resilience and building confidence in learning that we have those failures. So it was really exciting to be a part of the campaign and bring this to life. So what we did is we, we kicked off the campaign by creating a short video, which is centered around a character, Hannah, uh, who sees the world, who, who goes through this, this building process. So she's seeing the world, she's thinking about ideas and what she needs to do. And she goes through building, unbuilding, rebuilding. You know, it doesn't work the first time. She's got to rethink it. Um, and, and what she's able to produce in the end through this very playful experience that she has. And Hannah, like, like so many of our students, she never sees something as beyond repair. So every time something breaks, she welcomes this chance to fix it. She's always going back and creating a new iteration. For her, the fear of failure, it's just not something that she's worried about. And when you think about it, that's how we're born. We're not born with the fear of failure. Our youngest kids, they just see the fun in trying. 
and you fall down and you get up and you try again. It's it's just inherent in our nature that we want to try to do something new. And so it really comes alive in this video, this idea that, you know, doing things differently, making adjustments, it can all lead to a new solution and fixing a problem. And that's the message that we want to share through Rebuild the World. Even if you fail a second time, a third time, it's okay. You can always rebuild it. So, you know, I really, really encourage everyone, Jeff, to check out the website. It's legoeducation.com slash rebuildconfidence. It's a very inspiring message, and I hope everyone will, will be able to watch that video. We will certainly have the links for this and everything else Lego education in our show notes. Don't forget to check them out over at Lego underscore education. Talking today to Dr. Jenny Nash. Jenny, do you have any last parting words here? I mean, we're still in the middle of this pandemic. We're still trying to figure out things. We have buildings that are online, offline, here today, gone tomorrow. What advice do you have for any educator out there that's still looking to be dynamic, be inspirational, and, and as you said, you know, fail forward, making sure that everything is here. What advice do you have for our teachers this day? This day? I think I would add, be playful. Play it joyful, but it's also meaningful and, and it can it can drive so much for our students. You know, we just get them actively engaged and let them enjoy what they're learning. So try to be playful. If if you're getting frustrated, if you're if you're feeling overwhelmed, just just take that deep breath, be playful yourself, and then think about how to let your students be playful. Give them materials like Lego education, like other materials that can just allow them to be interactive and, and be creative. And don't let that be lost just because it's a little trying right now and difficult and we're in such a strange situation. So that's my big message. Be playful. Well, be playful indeed. Dr. Jenny Nash, thank you so much for taking the time for coming on. And of course, please say thank you and, and hello to all of our friends over at the Lego Education team. Jenny, where can we get a hold of you and learn more about the great things that are happening at Lego Education? I hope everyone, again, will go check out the website, all those wonderful resources I was talking about, legoeducation.com. We really look forward to all the ways that you can be playful. Go in our community and share all your ideas, ask your questions, and I look forward to interacting with you there. LegoEducation.com is the website for all things Spike Prime. Hope you guys check that stuff out. And of course, check out all the great resources that we have over here for tech coaches at Ask the Tech Coach. You can find us on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. And of course, all the great stuff happening at the TeacherCast Educational Network. We hope that you guys continue making TeacherCast your home for professional development. So on behalf of Dr. Jenny Nash, Lego Education, and everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you guys to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your you've been listening to ask the tech coach hosted by jeff bradbury of the TeacherCast educational network please reach out to the show with all of your questions on twitter at ask the tech coach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes and please take a moment to write a review in the app store